What's going on, boys and girls? We got a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you this week. A uh, bit of a different episode. So me, Bane, our guest, Ben Poor, schedules got a little bit conflicted this week. So we want to give you guys the best show possible. And we would not be able to give you guys the best show possible this week due to our schedules. So be on the lookout for Ben Poor. I'll be interviewing him. Really excited for that. Got a great workout with him on Saturday. So be on the lookout for an interview with him. A great guy. But I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to give you guys one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. And this is an archived episode way back in December of 2018. When we were actually at ESM Radio, when we had the radio station, and uh, when we uploaded our podcast on the ESMRadio.net, we had one of my favorite people, one of Bain's favorite people, a terrific guest, Janelle Vechner, on the show, and terrific interview with her. Again, one of my favorites because it was insightful, entertaining. Uh, she's extremely strong and extremely intelligent. A like crossover athlete too uh with all the different strength sports that she does terrific interview awesome listening to her i learned a lot just from talking to her trains at sir too so always gives me little nuggets of knowledge and she did on this interview too so a bit of a different episode i i, I mean, hope you guys are smart enough to understand the dates don't make sense because it was december 14th i believe or 19th i'm not really sure when we interviewed her, but yeah, kind of a bonus episode and kind of an archived episode that not a lot of people listen to because we didn't have Spotify at the time or our own website. So terrific interview, but before we get into like always, I want to talk to you guys about Rival Us. Guys, girls, visit RivalUs.net to get all your supplement needs, whether it be protein powder, creatine, pre-workout, branching amino acids. I just bought Rival Men multivitamins. I love them. Get them today. Use promo code Angelo15. You got to know how to spell my name. Angelo15 to get 15% off of any purchase you want. Also, visit twowhitelights.com. Get yourself a t-shirt and look out for that blog. It's coming later this week where I review PH3 and my prep leading up to USAPL Ronettes. And here is Two White Lights. Last lights might have just turned into three white lights because we have a very special guest in the studio today obviously we didn't go deep enough and we didn't nope <laughs> all right and you know i'm gonna give you the honors because you made this connection possible 
thank you. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start uh, introducing our guest. Uh, close personal friend, uh, tremendous athlete in her own right, uh, amazingly intelligent, both uh, intellectually, emotionally, and, and uh, physically, uh, the incomparable Janelle Becker is with us in the studio. I am in Orlando right now. Uh, yeah, you're kind of ruining but, it. I'm not going to lie, you're kind of ruining it. Yeah, but being I, I, so far away in lame Orlando, Florida, like, not even a good vacation spot, according yeah, to I me. Know. The, the lazy river was tough, yesterday, <laughs> but, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, but like I said, the, the amazing Janelle is with us. Uh, I am so happy and so excited to have uh, you on the show today, Janelle. So welcome. Well, thank you so much. That actually, like, that little intro is just, like, making me, like, hitting deep in my heart. Like, I may start crying. Don't do that to me right now. <laughs> It's early. We're there. We're not even not even three minutes in. So. No, but I, I I am very serious. I can never say enough about what Janelle has done for for my lifting career personally. Uh, also, she's a very close family friend. She uh, has worked on me, on my wife. She has a relationship with my oldest daughter. Uh, wonderful person. Extremely knowledgeable on the topic we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And so it's just uh, I'm so excited to to get this show together. I know I was geeking out uh, on Instagram and then even before the show uh, to have uh, have Janelle here. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty psyched about it too because this is the first time I actually spoke to you in person, <laughs> and it's weird that we did it on 88.9 FM Lyle broadcasting live and on ESMRadio.net. So it's it's I'm not gonna lie, weird way to meet someone initially, <laughs> just doing it on the radio, doing it on a podcast. But we're gonna make it work, and I've heard terrific things about you. From Bane, of course. Bane always talks you up. JP, old man JP at Brickhouse. Mitch at Brickhouse. Janelle, the other Janelle. Mm-hmm. Small, adorable <laughs> Janelle. Uh, Tiny Neil, my burner account. And they all have uh, great things to say about you, and you work on them a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. All of them are my clients, and it's kind of cool. <laughs> and it's, you know, obviously it's, it's flattering. I love that people, you know, look to me for not just the profession that I do, but also for lifting and... Um, you know, I was, I'm very blessed that I'm able to blend everything that I do into one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, it is much better when you could actually provide someone with a need because me and Bane, we just lift weights. We kind of provide a good podcast. (laughs) Kind of. We have the, we do have the best podcast and radio show in Lyle. I'm going to, I'm going to take that stand right now. We're number one in Lyle in powerlifting. We're killing it. I, I have, I probably have the best uh, powerlifting radio voice in in Lyle. I actually might put you above everyone else. Granted, I have not listened to too many other powerlifting podcasts, but I'm already power ranking you number one. This is clearly oh. a bromance. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. If, yeah, if I had to pick a guy. There it is. Yeah, it's gonna continue to get worse and worse <laughs> as the show goes weird. on. So yep. get, yeah, get used to it now. Oh yeah. But, yeah, and uh, the reason why the people I mentioned know you is because you're massage therapy, correct? Mm-hmm. And you work on them, mm-hmm. and you work on apish guys who lift weights that they're not supposed to. <laughs> so we thank you for that. But you're also a, a strength athlete extraordinaire. You have you're, – you're very accomplished in several different strength sports aside from powerlifting, correct? Yeah, and, um, you know, I love challenging myself in different ways. Obviously, powerlifting is my – First true love. Like, I've I've had my share of different sports before I even found uh, powerlifting. But ever since powerlifting, I kind of, in, in doing um, work in certain events and obviously competing in general, you start um, noticing other little strength sports like mass wrestling, which is another thing I do, and Highland Games. Um, those are kind of like 
I don't want to call them seasonal sports, but it is. Like, Highland Games is more in the summer. Like, the training mm-hmm. is, you know, very specific. And you obviously have to be out, outside most of the time. And then Moss Wrestling, um, there's, like, a training season for it. Really? Yeah, like, well, I mean, considering that it comes from Russia. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're indoors. Um, you know, the way that As they train. Does yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, quick background with Moss Wrestling. Moss actually means stick, so it's um, stick wrestling in, in Russian. And um, it's just it's a phenomenal sport. It is something that, um, you know, you would think that just because you have a good deadlift, you'd be really good at Moss Wrestling. I was going to ask you that with the training that goes along with it, is it specific or are you just training? It's like, oh, I just do this for fun. Because it looks intense, outrageously yeah. fun. I would probably be horrible at it. So if I could go into, like, the female weight class with yeah. the lowest weights, I would, I would. I think I would be decent at that. But, yeah. So how how is training like for that? So, like, powerlifting, you're off the floor, and you do different variations of the deadlift. You know, there's, there's so much going into it. Um, but with Moss, it's, like, basically static holding max weight if you can imagine that because you're up against someone who is in your weight class if not a little heavier um or in my case depending on the weight class that i decide to go into like i kind of like fluctuate between a a few and it depends on how many people are competing you may go against everyone Mm -hmm. regardless of weight um okay so there's no weight classes involved sometimes it just depends like if there's only three to five people competing they'll just kind of do um i'm drawing a blank on what they call it but it's like you just like a round robin video. yeah round robin thank okay. you okay um so you know i've gone against girls that are 115 pounds and they kind of just give me this look like just please go easy on me and i'm like don't worry we'll make this real quick so as opposed to your adorable weight class <laughs> yeah. extra adorable okay yeah. so the weight class i should be competing in all right yeah good. all right <laughs> and then there's sometimes like i went up against a woman that was you know like 220 230 or something like that um and you know that was that was a, a totally different ball game, obviously, because with Moss Wrestling, you're not just um, doing the static hold; you also have to you're pulling at the same time, walking across the board. So Moss Wrestling, um, just for the viewers or the listeners that um, don't know what it is, it's basically a ground sport. You're sitting on the ground facing your opponent with a maybe a 12 inch board in between, like a tall board. Um, in between you two and it stretches, I don't know how, I don't know the lengths of it, but a good length. Um, and you're able to basically walk back and forth while remaining the, like holding tension with Mm -hmm. your opponent. Um, obviously the, the concept of it is to get the stick away from the person, um, or pull them over the board. Okay. So it's, it's a very like animalistic (laughs) primal I, I love I love watching it. Yeah. And you competed at the Arnold, correct? Yes, I did. It was funny because uh, I haven't been doing it very long, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this the beginning of this year, this is like my year of traveling, and we'll probably end up touching in on yeah, all probably. that. But um, my first trip ever for um, Moss was actually to Finland to oh, nice. train for it. Yeah, and and I, like I think I kept up to date on, like, on that. A machine that there's like three in the world. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so there's a machine there that's like set up with basically if you think of like a basic cable machine, they have three of those in one, mm-hmm. all from different angles, so that when you hook up what is like the metal mastic to it, you can pull from one angle, you pull for the other, and the weights uh, fluctuate. They go up and down based on how hard you pull, and you can add weight, you can add plates. I mean, it's just. Um, 
the concept of it was just brilliant. And there's like, like you said, there's only about three of them in the world because the person that was helping the coach at the time, he was from Georgia, which is, I believe, another part of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and or I, I, it's in, close. It's former Soviet Union. Yes. So <laughs> at least someone knows. pretty much yeah, pretty much all Russia. Um, and he built it by by hand. Like oh, he awesome. was just brilliant. That's the most it. Russian thing ever. Just yeah. building something by hand that's just mostly to test your strength. Yeah. And just to show how machismo you are. But <laughs> I, I, I remember following you on Instagram and seeing that. And I was like, that looks like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And then and then I saw you compete at the Arnold with it. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's kind of. Are you talking about the machine or just Janelle? Um, well, the machine, the machine, yes, but Janelle's, <laughs> Janelle's pretty great, too. Um, I, I would say the former. Yeah. Janelle, but, so. yeah, it, it was really cool to see that. And this this is a powerlifting radio show and po- uh, podcast. You're quite good at that, too, correct? Um, yeah. I, yeah. You wanna, I, I, this is pretty much Two White Lights is a massive pissing contest. <laughs> and my ego was hurt a little bit because I'm like, I usually try to have people on the show that I either rank above or beat in competition. <laughs> So I had Mitch. I know my Wilkes is better than his. I have Bane. Bane just tells me how pretty I am the entire time. So my ego is constantly full or full on that. And now I have one who's probably like 27 times better than me. So, Well, okay. I'll put it this way. When I did what I did, it was when like women were in the rise with power. Okay. So, OG then. Um, what's that? OG then, pretty much. So they're one of the originals. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. I mean, like... So I was at 132 at one point in my life, um, and I... Oh, extra adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like, over the course of, like, three, four years, you put on some weight. Um, <laughs> you know. Then it's not going away. That's that's the thing. Um, that's the thing with powerlifting. And um, so at 132, I set the all-time world record in the squat with wraps and the total um, all in one meet. It was I call it my unicorn meet because I went nine for nine. Um, I set the records multiple times, and I didn't know that until the uh, till the very end of the meet. That's awesome. So it was uh, a four fifty seven squat at the time, and then a eleven thirteen total. And I I don't know, um, but it, someone had told me that that was like one of the first one thirty two totals in the eleven hundreds. Okay. <laughs> so, but that's all right. Four hundred fifty seven pound squat at one thirty. That's ridiculous it was stupid yeah that's that stupid way you're moving right there. <laughs> and if you watch the video it's funny because even i like hold my breath i was like the shakiest like squatter ever well, and then all of a sudden you gotta shake yeah raps are gonna cause you to shake yeah and then i just yeah. popped right back up and people were like I-, I could almost hear the whole world take their breath it's <laughs> everyone like i'm pretty sure the music stopped and everything and everyone was just waiting for the lights and it's well, just life it's, was in slow motion yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but it was funny. I, I remember, like, everything about that day. And it was, like, as much of a whirlwind as it was, I do remember the lifts. And that was, you know, that's what's significant about it to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, at Brickhouse, too, you have a few fans because Tyler Click, <laughs> shout out to Tyler. I told uh, JP they were going to be on the show, and he yeah. got excited. He's like, Janelle's going to be on the show? She's so amazing. <laughs> It's like she is so. It's like these one of the strongest people, like the, one of the first sponsored athletes I've ever met in my life. I'm like, all right, man, yeah. Tyler, you said hi, dude. Yeah, no, fanboy. Tyler's cool. Yeah, Tyler's awesome. Yeah. Really like him. He'll be a good guy in the show, man. Uh, Tyler okay. is a guest one day. He would be great. <laughs> I think you two would right. actually hit it off quite well. Is he prettier than you? No, that's not. No, oh, well, not I'm gonna tell Tyler that to his face. He'll probably I'll stay like out of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, he's uh, he, he's a cool guy though. You would like him. Don't make me choose. Oh, no. 
I will I'll never do that to you. Thank you. So, all right, we got um, some of your strength accolades mm-hmm. uh, covered. and But the reason why I know you personally is because you work on, you know, as I said at the beginning, APH people like us who yeah. lift a lot of weights. And yeah. also you work on athletes too, yeah. correct? So all over. Yeah, so what's – I I was always curious because, unfortunately, I've never been worked on. I think you've experienced, you know, working on you, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was one of my more consistent – clients until he started traveling just as much as i i do now so uh, yeah okay we had a pretty regular date where i i intentionally let this woman hurt me uh, a lot <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why i kept doing it but i intentionally let this woman hurt me quite a bit uh and she she does it she has magic hands and elbows um mm-hmm. the, the freedom the freedom bringer as i call her right elbow <laughs> Uh, but no, Janelle's amazing. Her knowledge of the human body, the musculoskeletal system, uh, and different forms of therapy is is second to none. It's top notch. Thank and, you. And it's uh, seriously, it it, it helped. Uh, obviously, I had I've had a, a pretty big rise uh, in my total over the last uh, eighteen months or so, and Janelle's been integral in that uh, in that process. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. So yeah, so uh, and I'm not even sure which, which all of your certifications and all the different techniques you use. I can talk about because I know a couple of them you're still testing, but yeah. I know. Um, uh, fascial stretching, uh, yeah. you do that. Uh, you do the massage therapy. Um, she, she's just a good therapist, period. I'll put it that way. Yeah, so just, I blend a lot of different things together because there was like, to me, there's no one modality that's going to be a cure all. So I just mm-hmm. kind of blend everything. Um, you know, I find what works for me. I do my research and then, you know, I obviously I go down and, and try to get the, the certifications for it or something, you know, along those lines. Um, and that's basically just how I how I work. And over the course of it's going on about five years, I've been doing massage therapy, which is like it's crazy to me because obviously I know massage therapists that have been in the game for decades, mm-hmm. and and yet like when I talk to them, they may not know to the extent on an athlete. Like it's just like athletes are just a different breed. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You can work on your average Joe and go through what I call it like a fluff and buff massage. Okay. Um, and it's just like that's all right then. Yeah, fluff and buff. Yeah, um, it's, hey. it's, it's, it's kind of like the you know the ambiance, the relaxation type massage. Okay. And then I think by now, and Bane, you you would kind of vouch for this that like when people come to me, they know they're not getting that. Yeah. Um, because like I'll have like I always call them my big boys. It's the guys that are like three hundred plus pounds. They mm-hmm. come walking oh, in. That, that's yeah, when I <laughs> you're close. Yeah, you're yeah. close. You're close, man. You get there. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I think you need to be, like, over six foot, over 300 pounds, like, and for whatever reason, like, even though I'm 5'1", 155 pounds, I look at people and I'm like, nah, like, I've seen bigger. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh my god. Yeah, I knew he was going to jump on that one. But, uh, yep. I'm yep. sorry. Of course he would pick up on that one. I get it a lot. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was about, yeah, I'm about to say, I'm like, man, that's something you probably hear a lot. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I'm usually the butt end of the yep. joke, so I'm going to give it to him today. But um, but so I, I was always curious because I've actually have I've been unfortunate not to be worked on by you. And I'm, Bane could probably tell me I'm really stubborn about things that aren't just me going into gym and lifting. Sure. Like with mobility, that uh, supplementation. I'm very lazy when it comes to that. So I'm, I'm particular who I do see. Yeah. And I'm like, am I really going to waste a weekend doing this? But at the same time, well, I was always curious, what's your – clientele like your main clientele is it just powerlifters or no, I it's, mean, is it several different 
people um, from all different sports. It's interesting because over the course of the year, it's been blending to like I'm networking differently. Okay. Um, so powerlifters are generally poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in terms of their Very uh, good point. their availability and their access to getting worked on consistently or as consistently as they should, it's not usually doable. Okay. So, I mean, I I do see a lot of powerlifters. I would say, like, a large percentage is powerlifters, but then I see strongman. I've, I've mm-hmm. seen, you know, mass wrestlers, but, like, usually the mass wrestlers are also Highland Games athletes. Okay. Um, and then I've worked on everybody. I've worked on baseball players, mm-hmm. football players. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, hockey players, I've seen most most sports okay so all right cool so jack of all trades with as far as sports go yeah. uh it's that's good to hear so and i'm curious now because i saw you brick house a lot so you 2xl like you're all over the place where do you yeah. work out of i'm actually out of rolling meadows <clears throat> i do have always had a consistent um uh, office out of rolling meadows um there's a what was a CrossFit gym. It's like a personal training gym right now mm-hmm. um, in Rolling Meadows. And then I do some work with um, the functional neurologist, Joe Baldino, out of um, St. Charles. So those are my two locations. And, I mean, I was at different gyms. I was just kind of trying to find my home base. Um, okay. But I travel so much as well. So I go down to Cincinnati, and I work out of Sweatshop when I'm down there. And that's another awesome gym. Um, it's called Sweatshop? Sweatshop. Yeah, you got to love that. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Dude, those yeah. floor pills. I drove by there when I was in Cincinnati. Yeah. I just wanted to see it. No, yeah, you, you have to go in it. Like, it's the one of the gyms. Like, it's like the – it's an. I don't want to say it's another West Side because I've never been to West Side. But it is like the gym that has all of the um, lifting bars that you can imagine, all of like, okay. the equipment you can imagine. Like, it's all in there. And mm-hmm. it's just like – Right there with West Side. Heaven. It's yeah. a pretty sweet place. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, Laura, Laura Phelps is my coach. Um, I've had Shane coach me. Um, I'm just kind of doing their general programming right now. So, which is the conjugate method. Okay. Um, and I love it. That's, that's like, uh, it's worked perfectly for me. I think JP was at the gym was telling me about you kind of swayed him into the conjugate. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. No, like, cause I was, you know, he was watching me train. Um, and I, it's, it's heck of a time trying to set up everything i mean you have the change you have the bands like it depends mm-hmm. on what what they're requiring of you for the day but once you get everything set up and you start moving you you understand what they're trying mm-hmm. to achieve out of those lifts and why they have you do so many variations like the background of conjugate there's so much more to it like the um the concept of it is to always keep the body adapting mm-hmm. so you do different variations it's not always off the floor it's not always straight weight like it's it's a challenge. Like every time I go in there, it's like, I usually don't look at my training until I get to the gym because I'm sitting there like, I can't overthink this. Like okay. there's a lot of work to do, but it's worth it. I mean, I've never seen my physique change so quickly. My strength has always remained, if not gotten better, even when I've taken time off and I've mm-hmm. gotten like back into the swing of things. Cause I did, I took, um, I honestly took like a good, I would say like eight months off. Like I would train here and there. Like okay. I, I mean, some of my friends would make fun of me because I would go into the gym for like a day out of the week or something like that. And they're <laughs> like, "How are you still pulling PRs?" And I'm like, "I think it, I mean, I don't know. More personal note, it's a headspace. Like okay. I'm in a, I'm happier in my life. Um, I have a a lot more focus that I, you know, that I can generate towards lifting when I want to. You know, things like that. I mean, we can always touch on that too. I always talk about like my background story, like where I came from and why powerlifting was always like my 
my go-to, but I mean, ultimately, like now when I go into the gym, it's, it is most certainly for myself now, mm-hmm. which is different because when I set the all-time world record, I was in a totally different headspace. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I mean, we could have possibly had her on the show, Bane, for the conjugate. We had an old episode on conjugate training. Yeah. And it's, uh... With uh, with either of us just trying to figure it out and kind of like explain it to viewers, but yeah, it definitely is a effective training program. That yeah. uh, it seems like the most experienced and seasoned people kind of go into it. Yeah, I think only because when people look at all the work you have to do, like it is intimidating. Oh yeah, and you mm-hmm. have to have a good knowledge of it. As yeah, well. like, yeah, you need to understand like how much is 15% of chains to your max? Like, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're calculating everything before you even Al- go into algorithm. the gym. Algorithm. Max. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I count plates. <laughs> That's all yeah, I do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, me and Bane were talking about if if I were to run it, I would definitely need a coach. Yeah. I would I would, I would not be knowledgeable <laughs> enough to run it by myself or even see, like, a template and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, mm-hmm. and that. I would have to have a coach. Really, you're, like, you're too lazy, too. You wouldn't, you wouldn't follow <laughs> No, I, yeah, getting me to do, like, a front squat is really difficult. So, like, any accessory <laughs> that isn't a back squat. Or, oh, my God. Any accessory is not a back squat. I'm like, all right, I'll just move my legs a little closer, and now it's a plat squat, and that's an accessory, and then I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sorry. You walked into it's ironic. We have a podcast, or at least I, I mean, we started it based off of me working at Ice Cream Media, and I'm like the most unknowledgeable person, and people are now looking for me advice. I'm like, this is going to go horribly for so many people <laughs> where I don't know exactly what to do. It's just like an idiot. See, kind of. This just, is just... why I built my network the way that I did. Because if I don't have the answer, I know someone who does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what we're just, Yeah, we're just pretty good. We're going to get more. Sm- there are smarter people than us on the show yeah. at all times. And that way they'd be like, oh, I saw on two white lights. And guess who's the host? And I guess who's the host? The co-host from me known as Enzo and Bane. They're just going to credit us the entire time. It's a genius way of patting ourselves on the back. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. So I I posted this uh, on Instagram yesterday. I posted a few things because you were coming on the show. And I know you're laughing because we're going to get into the topic that obviously uh, some of the comments that me and Bane received. Yeah. I was laughing. <laughs> Literally, as I'm reading these, I was laughing out loud. And I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. I'm like, this is why I'm in business. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on my story yesterday, I was I posted what uh what thing hurts you the most during or after training, and I was curious because I saw we actually got a ton of responses mm-hmm. on that. Most people said ego, which. Yeah, your ego Yeah, your egos are gonna definitely hurt all uh, training before and after, uh, during and after. But what's the most? What do you have to work on the most when you have a power lifter? Um, I would say there's a couple muscle groups: Um, the pecs, the biceps, and I would say I would say low back. But honestly, like. Most degree, everybody has like a low back issue of some mm-hmm. kind. I mean, I even have a low back issue that I. I'm, I'm calling the psoas release. Yeah, <laughs> that was always fun too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Bane, you you've worked with Janelle before. So, what is so you're coming in there? What is you know, what are what are areas of focus you want her to work on? Um, Your I mean, brain. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a massageable head. I can say that right <laughs> now. I could get I could get in there. So, so I do. I do want to say this. Um, you know, I love my children, and 
as they have gotten older, you know, my kids are, are 15, 13, 10, and 8, and they, they, they're pretty smart. They're definitely their mom's kids. And <laughs> my, I, I had my sunglasses on my head, and I took them off, and they, you know, they left a little dent on there. And my daughter, this is, this is why I'm tying this to your comment, Angelo, uh, <laughs> said, Dad, your head's like memory foam. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that, and that was Ella, the 8-year-old that said that. <laughs> oh, my Not God. even Lily. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so I do have a massageable head. Thanks for reminding me. And You're welcome. I'm always I'm always gonna be there to remind you that thing. Yeah. That or yeah, Ella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have beautiful hair, and Thank I you. accept that. Thank you. Oh Thank you. All right. So typically, what <laughs> I usually go back to what we yeah. were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I usually yeah, I, I, always is, these tangents. Yeah. Like, I'm just so, so I always try to reel them back in. Like, hey, enough on my hair, my eyelashes. Let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to uh, what we're talking about. So. Yeah, so going what I in. Go in for is uh, low low back. It was probably the, the okay. first thing that we really started to, to work on was mm-hmm. that uh, the psoas release and then uh, mobility specifically in my hips. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I have gotten bigger, I mean, even since I've known uh, Janelle, I mean, I actually met you when I dropped down to the two twenty weight class, mm-hmm. and now competing in the two seventy five. So I've gained forty pounds just in the time I've known you, and so hip yeah. mobility is another big one, and then. Um, just, just my back in general, just upper end and lower back, mm. has really been the areas that we've really focused on. Mm. There's been a little bit of shoulders in there, too, uh, depending on what's going on with my bench training. But I would say back, lower back and upper back really is where we've focused the most. Yeah. Yeah, based and on the, the cranial area. Yeah. <laughs> well, based on the uh, comments that I received yesterday, on because we got, from what I posted, we so many responses in mm. a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Because it was very quick, people can say... You know, their hips or something. They're People back. always have something hurting them. Oh, well, yeah. And that's what I was go Like, I have never met a powerlifter who say, my my hips feel great today. <laughs> like, they feel loose. They feel well. I I mean, even when we're in Worlds, when we're in Nationals, probably Except your pain. Except Thompson. His always feel fine. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I remember I was on a band. And I'm like, dude, my, my my hips are a little tight today. Mm-hmm. And, then I'm, and I'm thinking, like, I don't think I've ever said my hips are loose. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, is there anything you can actually do? To someone who says has a low back issue, some hips, may, uh, SI joint was really popular too. Yeah. As far as the comments, yeah. shoulders, yeah, were probably third on the list. It's it, the first one was hips, low back, SI, and then shoulders, and a lot of people also said biceps too. No, I, I mean, I would have to say that probably because your hips, glutes, quads, hamstrings, and unfortunately, in the way that it shouldn't, your low back. Mm-hmm ends up being such primary movers in the lifts. Yeah. And it's like people don't know. I mean, there's so many people that I've talked to um, ever since even Swiss that can agree and have agreed to the idea that bracing is like, and like not many people know how to brace properly. Okay. So the low back does kick in a lot. Um, the glutes tend to overcompensate. They get really tight. The low back becomes weaker. So you, like that's when you start seeing people really round their back in mm-hmm. a deadlift or maybe the butt wink or, you know, mm-hmm. and when they're squatting, um, quad dominant people tend to have low back issues. So what I always tell people is like, if you have, yeah, <laughs> um, Bane, um, if you are near a computer or on your phone, you should look up cross extensor reflex because when you understand that concept and it's basically long story in layman's terms, it's how you walk. Okay. So you think how you walk the, antagonist like opposing muscles will always do the opposite like to propel you like it's really confusing until you see like a well if you think about it when you think of how you walk 
you have your opposite leg and arm swing in the same direction, right? Yeah. So you have certain muscles contracting at the same time the others are relaxing, and that's the only way that you have, like, locomotion. Okay. So we technically are not made to do bilateral movements like a squat and deadlift. Mm -hmm. Our body knows how to do, like, opposing. Um, so, like, a lot of people actually benefit from doing um, unilateral movements, mm -hmm. and that's because you're, like, basically reconnecting your brain the way that it should. Okay. Can you um, give an example of a unilateral movement, Janelle, just for everybody listening? Um, like... Uh, dumbbell presses with one arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or uh, one-legged stick, diff, stiff, stiff. <laughs> my God, stiff-legged deadlifts. I know. I haven't had enough coffee today. That was my problem. Um, anything that will challenge equilibrium and balance. Okay. Um, because when it comes down to it, you can you can always point out the person who has any imbalances. Uh, because their knee, their knee caves in, or mm -hmm. um, they're shaky. You know, like oftentimes, like shakiness is a like it's a nervous system response. Okay. So um, either they're overstimulated or like it's it's just overloaded. Mm -hmm. um, so there's and obviously it's not always detrimental. Some people like like I said, like for my squat, I was super shaky, but I was able to pop up with it. So, okay. Uh, when shakiness doesn't always mean that it's going to be a bad thing. Yeah. People can compensate and get away with it to a certain Absolutely. point. It's just kind of getting rid of that so they don't end up hurting. Yeah. And I think my band could definitely attest to this. When I hurt myself on squats, that was probably due to me not bracing properly. Just going down way too quick on my squat. And yeah. I've gotten better at bracing. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bane. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then I think he remembered a comment that I made about his head once, and then he just kind of kept it there. He's like, oh, you okay? You okay? Oh, I'll lift you up now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got to yeah, be sure when uh, you're spotting, I got to say nice things to you the entire day. But, yep. yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense with just how everything's connected and the way people get hurt is from just, yeah, compensation. We yeah. talked about it on the show many times before, so... All right, yeah, then uh, yeah, a lot of people find that beneficial because that was primarily the stuff we were getting is, well, yeah. I mean, questions for you was how to prevent injury yeah. or how to come out of an injury. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because I have my I, share of injuries too, so. And if you're a power lifter, you're going to get hurt. It's, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, you're going to, I mean, hopefully it's not like a six-month yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing, but, or a six-month sort of thing, but it's something's going to be sore something's going to hurt you got to be able to work around certain things yeah i think that huge asian guy posted something like that that was genius where you're never going to go into a powerlifting meet 100 yeah. percent. something's always going to be hurting something's always going to be bothering you it just you... i mean if you think of the idea of peaking for a powerlifting meet you are at max capacity mm -hmm. in your strength and pure exhaustion so mm -hmm. it's like you're if you have pushed it anymore you could potentially get hurt um, or like, you know, in some cases people peak too early and then bomb in the meat, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's all just like, I think the thing that I always talk to my clients about is just self-awareness. Yeah. Um, and it just sounds so basic, but I can't even express how many powerlifters like don't know how to contract specific muscles. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, they can point out where it hurts. But it's like, you know, a, a perfect example is I can't feel my lat engaged to get tight under the bar um, for a squat or even for a deadlift. Like, they can't engage their lat to hold their back in, in place. So it's just more of like, I don't necessarily even have to do any deep tissue work to get it active. It's more of just like, I pinch the area, I pinch the lat, and I tell them, I'm like, contract where you feel my, my hands. 
Oh, and they and so, can't do it then. Yeah, and it, oh, okay. it's pretty. Um, it's pretty interesting because after a little while, like I'll kind of dig a little bit, like even just with my fingers, just to get the muscle to wake up. A lot of people can do that just by themselves. Like it's just basically cueing yourself. Um, you know, it's like a, a bodybuilder who tries to do a lat spread, and for some reason, one lat's you know not as engaged as the other. Mm-hmm. If you were to just like take that lat, I, I use the lat because it's the most obvious muscle group for like a bodybuilder. Um, so you basically pinch that lat you tell them to like you know do the lat spread and all of a sudden they can pull it out a little further each time because they're having sensory awareness to that area and it's it's the same thing for power lifters like i can't feel my pec engage or something when Mm -hmm. benching or whatever um that's the other big problem there or it's like a lot of people come to me with hamstring issues it's like oh my hamstrings are so tight i don't feel them in the the deadlift or something like that a lot of times it's just more of like um, using my knuckles kind of like in a, a Graston fashion. Oh, and, okay. yeah. <laughs> like it's like shivers. <laughs> um, yeah, but all it's doing is just kind of waking up the muscle. Um, and it's bringing some type of sensory awareness to it. The brain's finally registering it. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, like it's just a little light bulb. Nice. And, and this, so I'll piggyback all that. So this is one of the reasons why I tell people about Janelle. Uh, so a little more promotion coming your way is I have gotten more education about my body from her than I have from a lot of doctors that I've seen because I, she understands how everything is working together. And so that education has also helped me prevent injury and it's helped me become more self-aware. Uh, so then also when I do come to her, I can say very specifically like X, Y, and Z is going on. Yeah. Um, I think you can probably attest to that it's in our sessions that that, that process has evolved a lot over you know the course it, of time we've been together. It's just interesting to me because um, I've even talked about this at when I spoke at Swiss that I was like, I spend on average 60 minutes with my clients, whereas most doctors spend maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. And so it's just like my my personal relationship with my clients are totally deeper mm-hmm. and more detailed. Like I could tell, um, you know, it's like from a powerlifter or even strongman competitors who walk in, like they don't necessarily need, need to tell me what they're running for their cycle or anything mm-hmm. like that in terms of gear or anything. It's just kind of like I look at them and I'm like, if they're emotionally off. Steroids and gear. Everybody's natty. That's what they say on Instagram. Everyone is. Yes. Everyone is natty. Well, if you guys look at my comments, ninety nine percent of my followers are apparently on trend. That's so. Trend. And, and, I'm, 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 and, and you know, I'm like, well, almost seven thousand of you are yeah. on trend. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, like that it. explains it. <laughs> Once again, I am the one percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, and it's just, well, you know, going back to the whole doctor thing, like, I've asked people, like, hey, do you have a family practitioner that you talk to? Like, have you gotten your blood work done? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. Well, that will play into, like, and not many, obviously this is still, like, a growing research field, and this Mm -hmm. is what I love learning about is how supplements, whether it's steroids or um even vitamins just like what what the person isn't uh taking or or um, injecting whatever it is how it's affecting tissue okay and Mm -hmm. people don't put that into perspective like they think like oh i'm just injecting this steroid and it's going straight into my bloodstream and i'm just getting stronger like it's like no there's a neurological side to this and there is a hormonal side to this okay and you don't think that hormones are going to make 
or break the tissue. Like mm-hmm. what they're saying in some studies is that there's um I couldn't remember the the stack or whatever. There was like two or three steroids that you they used and like testosterone was the base and then there was like um like anadrol or something along those lines and they were talking about how like tissue in terms of muscular tissue may not have seen a difference but the tendon actually got stiffer over time. Okay. So it's like people are like they, you know, I've heard every conversation in the book about how like certain steroids are like, oh, they make my joint, joints feel great. It's like, okay, well, there's the lubrication of the joint and then there's the tendon. Okay. It's like, oh, and suddenly that person just has a bicep rupture or, you okay. know, things like that. Like they're not putting into consideration that what they're taking is is affecting absolutely everything they think it's just like oh my muscle belly is just gonna grow mm-hmm. bigger and i'm gonna get stronger yeah and we're definitely gonna have a show on this in the future bane with um oh yeah oh with yeah that kind of stuff and yeah i mean it's kind of long awaiting too but yeah. with uh that's what i tell people because mostly from the questions i receive about steroids and that kind of stuff yeah. is more so along that and they're not misguided but it's i always tell them because i i'm i'm natural i've mm-hmm. Uh, haven't taken steroids in my life, but and it's weird that they use me as a source. I'm like, I <laughs> honestly have no idea. <laughs> like, I can't tell you the first thing. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. But I tell the only advice I do tell them, it's like, you got to be really smart yeah. to do it correctly. You got to really, 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 really do your research. And I, it's not something you could just take and then kind of come off and then it's like, oh, I just want to get uh, ripped up for the summer. Yeah. It's like, let's be a little smart about that. Or yeah. I want to improve my deadlifts. Like, let's be a little bit run, more smart about it. Run through a brain cell, kid. Yeah, run yeah. through a brain cell. And when I read uh, <laughs> when I read the book uh, Juiced by Jose Canseco, mm-hmm. when I saw that, like, his – of all the, like, the, the grammar mistakes in that book, because I know he wrote it. <laughs> but the one thing that kind of resonated with me was he's like, you have to be – really really he's like most people are not knowledgeable about this stuff so it's like don't jump into it he's like you have to because i knew more about this than the trainers did on our team because it was relatively new in the 1980s and uh the 1990s and i don't want to leave out like um the people that i know um that are influencing how i kind of talk openly or like you know the things that i've researched or something like that like my friends are very controversial, so and mm-hmm. I love it. Like uh, one woman that I've become really good friends with is Victoria Falker, and she is – I love the woman to death because she researches for women. Okay. And I'm like, I don't want to sit here and say that it's just men using because mm-hmm. women use too. And and, it's, Wait, I, and, and, it's, and that's a whole other layer in there. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's, the female response to it. Yeah, and so her and I are actually looking to work together at possibly putting on seminars for oh, women nice. um, that talk about – tissue work and and not just what i do but what she researches and how we can combine the two and you know obviously people are going to have um their own opinion on steroid use but it's like i hate to break it to you it's in every sport oh yeah like and you know it's but you can sit there and be like oh yeah you know but there's still those people that are like nope oh yeah oh <laughs> nope. And, and mostly my coworkers and Vance <laughs> coworkers as well where <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah it's kind of like it's it's seriously pulling teeth talking about it and yeah. when i was in college when i got all this question it was seriously pulling teeth with people yeah. like it's yeah i don't know i think once you're around it a little bit more and see people actually yeah. using it's like oh, it's not a big deal no. It's not a big it's deal. It's not yeah. a big deal at all. And, I, and actually, in this sport, it's the most logical sport. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the seriously the most logical yeah. one. It's like you're trying to get stronger and lift more weight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people are going to always argue, like, why? But, you know, that ends up being a personal mm-hmm. choice. And I think, um, 
like women can't be left left out that's for sure so you know victoria and i are definitely advocates for informing women on that um but like the reason why i bring that up is because it's like i said like i have my clients come to me and it's they may not say a word to me but i'm sorry like when i see that there's like sores on your quads or Mm -hmm. like on your shoulders i'm like I'm going to ask questions mainly because I have to. Okay. Because it's like if something is swollen and red and inflamed, I'm going to be like the first thing that I want to be like is what are you taking? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be more professional and be like, hey, what happened here? Why is this okay. like that? Unless they're already comfortable with me and usually they just tell me what, what mm-hmm. they're running. They Like I know most athletes full cycles throughout okay. the 10, or 10 to 16 week period that they're that they're training and i'm just like and i know the doctors don't know crap when it comes to what uh-huh. what they're doing yeah yeah when I, I mean throughout playing sports and even getting into powerlifting the most concerned person ever for me was my mom so <laughs> she would always she, she would always get worried with powerlifting with football and he's like go see a doctor and i was always like hesitant even at a teenager i'm like i don't want to go see a doctor i'm like he's gonna tell me to stop squatting I know uh, what the, yeah. I know what the synopsis is going to be. So for an athlete, it'd be more logical to go see you mm-hmm. or someone just to work on, or like yeah. at least tell me something different. Yeah, steer them in the right direction because I remember. Yeah, if a doctor sees you, tell me what I want to hear. Exactly. Yeah, it's like tell me what I want to hear so I don't have to stop lifting. It's because well, I, I can imagine it's like, yeah, that squatting thing you're doing is kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, the thing is though, like I think people tell me like they talk to me about everything and on like a deep level mm-hmm. again because I spend an hour. To 90 minutes with each person if not longer depending on how much time i have um and they're telling me details and i'm looking at them like this person isn't going to stop and i know just as well in myself that if i was injured which i have been mm-hmm. all it did was i just needed to take time and look okay. and right back to where i was <laughs> so i'm just like you're always going to go back like in the sport of powerlifting it's an addiction yeah. so you have to like you always end up coming back yeah because um, it's like even the people who've had detrimental injuries, like blowing out both their knees or whatever, yeah. look, they're still coming. They're still coming back to it to some degree, maybe mm-hmm. not to what they used to, but it's still it, it's just because they rehabbed and they know what they know. Yeah. And they're just they know powerlifting and people are just going to come right back to that. Yeah, absolutely on that. And yeah. that's do you want to <clears throat> say something, Bane? It's hard. No, no, that's one hundred percent. I agree. Uh, you know, people are always going to come back to what they know, and mm-hmm. uh, very much this sport is is addicting. And uh, once it's once the iron's in your blood, you're not going to get it out. Yeah, yeah. You, you will be involved in some way, shape, or form, whether it's. I mean, I'm performing. just. I mean, I look at what I do, and I've just you know expanded my sports. It's still strength mm-hmm. sports, but I'm just like mm-hmm. there's there's power and lifting in some degree to Highland Games, and then there's moss wrestling, which is just pure like animalistic strength yeah. so it's just yeah. yeah the only thing i do that's not powerlifting is play in a men's league baseball league so i think barely men yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh <laughs> yeah the fun i think they're gonna be like yeah you can just stick to powerlifting man after they keep on seeing me play baseball they're like it's having a detrimental effect on your baseball skills but, <laughs> but not a detrimental pe- effect on those baseball pants so. no that's the only that's the only uh, reassuring thing fact, it's like, i can't say much right now but it looks like he's wearing them right now <laughs> hey, hey. oh geez this actually I, might not be a good thing i caught in these i today, actually so. was i was asked that at the customer meeting i was at yesterday uh-huh. uh they actually asked like could your pants be any tighter <laughs> <laughs> they could but, 
yeah, it, it, there was not a lot left of the imagination, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. All right, so recovery is a topic today. Uh, mm-hmm. We always yeah. have our IG topic of the week, and we read through some of the comments. Janelle got a great laugh out of them. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of them. Dan got a good laugh out of them. I Thank knew the Sean. comments were coming. Yes. So, yeah, especially Sean's. And I would just like to ask Sean, is it now what way is that working? Is it for I want to yeah I want to ask that question for he Sean. Didn't say. Yeah, he, he did not say. He did not specify <laughs> where it's it's either receiving or giving. Oh I don't goodness. know what helps the recovery yeah. are process. Are we pitching or catching? What's going on? Yeah. Oh I'll message him that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um so recovery yeah is uh, huge for powerlifters. Mm-hmm. It's big and most people often complain about what uh what or how they're recovering and what they feel after workouts. Mm-hmm. So we asked our uh, viewers and listeners what techniques, practices, or supplements to use to recover from workouts. Um, like I said before, 99% of my followers is apparently on trend. <laughs> and based on their physiques, I think they're lying to me. I or don't, they're just not using it right. Yeah, yeah. or they're just, they need much more of it, or I don't know. Do I, not ever encourage more of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. No. That's all I know. Yeah, see you again. That's why you're here. I, <laughs> I'm gonna give people horrible false information, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got a good laugh out of all the people who said Shren. There's a probably a few. There people was one in there. I don't remember exactly. I just remember uh, anxiety being. <laughs> oh yeah, anxiety yeah. and sleep deprivation. That's from Find the Way. I love that one. Uh, someone said yoga and suicide. Oh my. <laughs> yoga is yep. supposed to be relaxing. Yeah, I told them like I don't think yoga's working then, man. Yeah. Um, if that's your other choice. Yeah. yeah. And all of my followers are potheads, too, on top of that. So most people put the leaves on there. Most Marijuana people... or CBD. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an advocate for CBD. Um, I mean, honestly, marijuana. I could care less what you do, but mm-hmm. um, I take CBD. Okay. So yeah, and, and uh, Matt Wallace, our good friend Matt Wallace, hopefully I have him on the show one day, said food self-massage with a car buffer and homemade therapy gun mm-hmm. at Herbs on CBD cream. Mostly mm-hmm. it's for my feet to help with my uh, – he has, he has ankle problems and Mary Jane. Mary Jane is not a woman, you know, that is marijuana. <laughs> and I, what? I, yeah. I mean, as I think, hopefully I didn't out him. And I checked in the Herb Strong thing. It's just mostly really sexy people posing with it. I'll try to show Bane. <sighs> It's just people in thongs and shirtless. Yeah, social media. I feel bad shamed right now. I don't see anybody that looks like me. Oh, uh, yeah. Huck Finn. I, Huck Finn I does it. Like yeah. It. Huck Finn Barbell does it. So I'm so just, it's mostly people in thongs and just really ripped abs. I'm like, what's no going on? I'm like, what are they advertising? I've never used um, Herb Strong, but I use Pure Spectrum okay. um, CBD. They're a Colorado-based company, and I like them. Um, yeah, I'm an affiliate for them because I like their products okay. a lot. So. Yeah, so I'm a noob when it comes to most of these things, mm-hmm. and a uh, question that I did get from Find the Way, the guy said uh, sleep deprivation and anxiety, <laughs> he also had a really good question for you specifically. So coming into supplementation, yeah. um, and we'll talk about equipment too, because Matt Wallace kind of covered everything with one really good comment, that's why I love the guy, mm-hmm. but CBD, how does that help? Uh, there's so much research now, um, so just to simplify it, it's like your body possesses um, certain... What am I thinking? Um, Basically, there's certain receptors in your body that are going to receive CBD very well. Um, Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, THC, CBD, whatever. And CBD just overall helps, um, like, mental clarity. Like, I'll just list off everything it's helped me with. So I have tremors, um, which is like little shakes in my hands. Mm -hmm. 
tremors in your hands tend to correlate with shaking and lifting. And a lot of people don't know that. Okay. But, like, if you think of someone who's, like, high anxiety and they're, like, shaking, like, at a meet or something, all of a sudden their, their lips are super shaky. Okay. That's usually correlated. It's all neurological pathways. Um, so I've been working with uh, Joe Baldino for years now. And basically CBD has been, like, the supplement of choice to help calm my, my tremors. Um, my tremors are usually emotional based, stress based. Okay. And it's like they get worse depending on my stress level. Okay. Um, it is hereditary, but it's just like, it's not something that's going to leave the Parkinson's, which is like, this is all stuff that's really common. People just don't tend to mm-hmm. acknowledge it because they're like, no, usually if something's wrong with people, they usually just pass it off. Like, no, nah, it's not there, mm-hmm. you know, but I look at everything that's, that's wrong with me and I'm like, I need to fix this. Long. What's that? Nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah, exactly. Nope, it's not. It doesn't exist. Nope. Yeah. No, and so um, tremors, uh, it helps me sleep deeper, maybe not necessarily longer, but definitely deeper. Okay. Um, so my recovery is a lot better. Um, I use the oil and the vape. I do have the salve and the lotion. I've used that for um, clients as well, and they've noticed a difference. Okay. Yeah, I was curious about that, and also, so... Uh, Going off of that supplementation, what supplements would you say? Or, I mean, well, so, someone asked if they actually do help significantly. Th- that are your basic, uh, he said fish oil, multivitamin. Yeah. So it's interesting because um, supplements on this show is obviously like vitamins, and then mm-hmm. we'll use gear as like yeah. the. Yeah, you would have to make a specifying. Yeah, yeah you would have to clarify. It depends on who you're listening to here. Yeah. So, um, yep. Yep. But yeah, so supplements vitamin-wise, and this is even on my personal level, I use vitamin K, vitamin D. I don't use a multivitamin because um, they tend to make me feel nauseous. Okay. So it just depends on, like, the binders that Mm -hmm. are in the multivitamin. So um, some people can get away with it. Uh, Good for you. But I looked at um, B vitamins as well. I'll use, like, sometimes I'll use a B complex if that's just the easiest to take. But like B12 or, you know, whatever. Um, So a lot of times, though, looking at your diet, you can assume that you will be deficient in vitamins, especially Uh when you're an athlete. I mean, like you you go through water soluble vitamins so quickly that people could possibly like keep replenishing them. One person I like, um, he actually passed away earlier this year is Charles Polkwin. Um, he was really interesting to read about, like, his concepts and his ideas of um, supplementation and vitamins and stuff. So he's always someone that I would recommend to look up. Um, he's He was probably one of the smartest people on the planet when it came down to nutrition and training and stuff. Um, very well known. Um, what, what was his name again, Janelle? For Charles Polquin, it's or Poliquin, depending on how you say it, P-O-L-I-Q-U-I-N. Um so he's, uh, yeah, he's a guru. His, his, um, company is Strength Sensei. Okay. Sensei, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so he was always someone that, like, like, I have a degree in nutrition, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, I, I know what's best for you because I, uh-huh. you know, it's like, it's going to vary on each person. Depending. Oh, no, if you don't do it, some online coach will. Actually, so, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> have at it. Without a, without a degree or anything, yeah. so. Three spots left. Yeah, yeah there are always three spots left. Yeah, no, and the reason why I take what I do is because Victoria has actually helped me because I went through this period of time that I was like real lethargic mid middle of the day, and I was like, you know, people are like, oh, it's like middle of the day, it's time to take a nap, and I'm like, no, like I'm 
extremely tired. Mm-hmm. And it was due to, like, the weather changing. It was due to things that were lacking in my diet. And so she was like, take B vitamins, vitamin K, you know, anything. And it's just like, uh, the other thing she recommended, like, because her and I would talk about our certain um, clients is, like, depending on if they are running gear, you can almost always recommend them to be on like a liver or gi detox okay and that's not the same as a colon cleanse like just put that out there right. like people get for whatever oh, reason darn. But, yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um so uh like she you know her and i have had awesome conversations about like what people you know because we we her and i she does more like nutritional and um like blood work analysis on people and i look at muscle tissue so her and i bounce ideas back and forth about like what could possibly help someone and really it just comes down like like i said vitamin k for like bone and immune support um vitamin d and because like i honestly don't think you can overdose on vitamin d okay like people just like it's even Charles Polquin was another well, person. It's, it's water soluble, and the body can absorb like what fifteen thousand IU's. It's tough to get fifteen thousand IU's in a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like I mean, you can read absolutely anything, but unfortunately, people look at the first few uh, like Google searches. So it's just like if you really want information, look at like PubMed or you know anything that you're like. Don't go to the websites that are just about the supplementations or about like that specific company because they're always going to advocate for taking Mm -hmm. their vitamins so many times or whatever. So it's like, if you want to look at like pure research, you know, PubMed or something like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And also, yeah, with Matt Wallace's uh, comment, he said something with self massage, homemade therapy guns, car buffers, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I've seen it all. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was about to ask. <laughs> and, and many, many, many people yeah. uh, said foam rolling, that yeah. kind of stuff. So if you were if you were to recommend some sort of equipment, what is the most beneficial post-workout recovery? Use a lacrosse ball. Lacrosse I, balls. Always, Keep it simple. Yeah, I love it. Everybody, I have to say, almost everybody that has walked into my office, I've said, do you have a lacrosse ball? Yep. And people are like, I think I do in my gym bag. I'm like, use it. Like, if you're sitting on your... your but all day then mm-hmm. you know it's like you can literally get the lacrosse ball in and around the femur head and that you know that's where all the rotators of the glutes are and people are like why is my low back tight and all of a sudden it's like you start loosening up the glutes mm-hmm. and your hips are able to move a little better and they're like oh like it just you know create again creating that self-awareness um that's basically what it is but like the lacrosse ball is able to get into the, the nooks and crannies, basically, and that's okay. why I like it. Yeah, I usually do it in the car rides to the gym. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm in school, when I really do feel something tight on my back, I often just throw a little crossball somewhere yeah. in there and can't really do it while I'm teaching. Yeah. But, uh... I'm also an advocate of uh, Kabuki strength equipment. So, okay. like, you have Chris Duffin's um, pain pill, and um, he actually came out with a basically a giant grass and tool. It's like a huge ninja star. This thing is heavy. And it actually makes it a lot easier for, um, like, body workers to work because it is so heavy that they don't have to push as hard. And they just, like, it's basically someone, one of my clients actually posted me um, recently using it. And mm-hmm. the thing saves me. Like, I, you know, it's like I'm not, so, again, like, I don't believe that there is a modality that's, like, a cure-all. But I will use different modalities depending on if I can achieve something out of it or not. Um, and usually some type of scraping is used for people who have like the real dense muscle bellies that are just Mm -hmm. not letting me get into like the deeper 
like it's uh, what about sp- this really dense bellies <laughs> dense belly. yeah <laughs> oh my god you're not making this easier are you <laughs> nope nope i'm uh, just, i'm here for comic relief that's the only reason yeah. I'm <laughs> that's usually my job too so we're gonna battle that one out but oh let's do it <laughs> But no, like it, when it comes down to my clients, like it's, you know, if I have, you know, like I said, like the big boys, again, I'm five one. So mm-hmm. if I have someone like I can lower my table all I want, but eventually I need to just get a little extra helping hand on. Okay. And that's when I use like something like my elbow or a tool or something to help Whoa. get in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just like it starts superficially. The thing that um, I always tell people, though, is with certain modalities, you need to be really careful whether it's cupping, whether it's grass and gua sha, um, even dry needling, like there's so many things that people don't understand that you can overstimulate an area and cause adverse effects. Because a lot of people who are big believers in grassin will like scrape and scrape and scrape and scrape in one area. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is that you can eventually like fry those brain cells. Okay. And, and that's why all of a sudden the muscle remains tight, the person's not feeling any better. So it's literally just scrape the superficial layers, get enough of a reaction that you can feel some difference, and then do the rest manually. Nice. So that you're not overstimulating, you're not frying the brain, like because that's it can happen with anything. I mean, if you think about it, like people's, we'll go back to like the the person who injects all the time in the shoulder. Eventually, the shoulder gets so tight because it constantly gets that trauma to that area, mm-hmm. and then they come to me and they're like, my shoulder is just like frozen basically like i can't raise it above my head or anything like that and it's just like well what did you do <laughs> and it's just like because you're constantly it's a traumatic event every time yeah so it's the same thing with grassin unfortunately is that you cause trauma to an area you're going to create a signal that is going to like release information you know things like that so it ends up being a, a massive neurological response and that's what people don't understand about body work is that it's not just touch like there's an illicit response at every point in time. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You're speaking about other top with uh, massages and getting like a neurological kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Totally new information to me. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's when you, yeah, speak. You, 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 I wanted her on the show. Yeah, <laughs> having you talk about that, I'm like, oh, word. I'm like, you can, you can do it. All right, I didn't know well, that part. I'll, I was when I first started massage therapy. I was already um, friends with Dr. Baldino in St. Charles. Um, I highly recommend him if you want, like, the, the people, and I've sent power lifters their way, his way, and they always come back. I, if it if it's a dude going his way, I'm like, you're going to come back with a man crush. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um, because he's very charismatic. He's extremely smart and knowledgeable, but he explains things in a way that you're just like, I get that. Like, okay. I understand why it's happening, you know, you know, why I'm feeling this way. And he'll, like, he's that type of person. You walk into the office, he's already analyzing you, and he's watching your eyes, and he, like, okay. can basically tell what type of personality you have and things like that. I mean, um, he's met several of my friends, and he's like, yeah, they're good people, and they've definitely had some things to, you know, to tell me that they, mm-hmm. like, felt intimidated or something. It's just, like, there's nothing intimidating about him until you realize that, like, he knows, like, deep into your soul. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's reassuring. But, but I worked with him for the first, like, two years of my massage therapy um practice schooling whatever um so he has a lot of influence on why i look at athletes the way i do and why i work the way i do because it's like if if someone comes in and they want a full body massage i will do that 
But if it's an athlete coming in with a particular problem and like they're not able to feel a particular muscle fire while they're doing a particular lift, Mm -hmm. I am thinking about that lift. I am analyzing what they're doing and I'm looking at the muscle groups that are involved and I will look at, excuse me, um, I will look at like their, the way the muscle should fire. Mm-hmm. And if there is like a dysfunction in, in the sequence of fire, then I will work on the muscle a certain way. So it's like if a person is having an imbalance on their front side, I may actually end on the back side. So like if their their quads are um, like overstimulating, their hamstrings aren't firing, you know, it's like their quads are the problem. So I'll work to relax those quads and then I'll end on their hamstrings because ending on the muscle elicits the response to wake it up. Nice. So it's like there's always wow. like a, a method to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, it depends on the purpose. Like yeah. people will come in for a full body massage, have at it. Mm-hmm. But if you want something to get working again so that you can lift more efficiently and your performance can increase, then you want to find someone that can understand what it is that you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Really good. And unfortunately, you're moving or something like close so i can't really uh i'm not moving moving okay (laughs) yeah so um yeah i do a lot (laughs) i'm i'm doing a lot of traveling but um yeah if you want me to talk about that i can (laughs) uh well well first before we get into that aside from the trend things and the marijuana (laughs) things that we're getting and (laughs) someone i just looked at the comments someone's just said just focus (laughs) <laughs> just focus my just pain fo- will go away i'm like does he think i'm daredevil and i could just sit in a thing and meditate and all my pain will go away i'm like i don't think i don't think you uh fully thought that one through but all right if, that works, works. if, he, if he's just focusing in a room and that's healing everything yeah. oh speaking of which bane did you uh you have any comments on the on the old bane 316 page uh i did i got some good ones uh obviously we all saw sean's i'm not going to share that on the yeah. uh, on the show <laughs> Uh, it was funny, and yes, we do need to answer that question. Is he pitching or catching? Mm-hmm. Uh, figure that one out. So uh, mobility and stretching coming from uh, Hawk 1277. Uh, it's a pain in the butt and boring, but it makes the most difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, swollen Nerdy, my friend Scott from back in Iowa. He does yoga with his wife after a heavy day, relaxes and opens up his muscles. Yeah, yoga was a popular uh, one. Yeah. John when John all like suicide. Uh, John Chun listed off turmeric. Ashwagandha, mm-hmm. which I'm thinking is like a made-up word. Uh, <laughs> George, I think are really made up. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> Ashwagandha no, is that's, that's totally made up. It's, like, it's, like, it's part of Wakanda or something. It's, a, it's not a... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, rhodiola, which actually I have taken rhodiola in the past. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Alpha GPC, brain candy biotest, uh, magnesium. I'm a big proponent of magnesium. Uh, my favorite one, though, was from a little girl named uh, Nikki Ray 4205. <laughs> Sounds she, familiar. I don't know if she reached out to you and told you what her first instinct was. No, she didn't. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to share that on the air. She's going to get really mad at me. But, uh, so she said on the on the comment, uh, so I'll go with stretching, foam rolling, and not eating like a jerk. Uh, so I push and push and push. I said, no, what is your favorite recovery tool? And Oh, my God. <laughs> orgasms. What's that? Well... <laughs> Females get those? Yeah, females get those? That's crazy. I didn't know that. I think, yeah, we had the the talk with me the other time. 
Yeah, Janelle's not married either, so yeah, she doesn't know about that. That's crazy. Uh, but I am I married, that. and that is my wife. Oh, my God. Uh, We're going to talk so about the I birds and the bees. Yeah, you're going to have to tell them, like, I thought only men could experience that, at least in my experience, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so what's what? funny about that, though, is she also reminded me, like, yes, she usually trains alone as well, and I'm traveling all the time, so. Um, you know, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Her recovery's not going that well, or whoops. Recovery's not as well. You got it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So my my wife had a good good made me laugh. On that, that is one, funny. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I actually read that one. I read that one too, and I just wanted to hear you read it on there. So that's why I kind of was crying there. Because I thought that was funny. I thought that was pretty yep, cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> So when uh, uh, the other day when I posted and people were DMing questions they had specifically for you, uh, we already got to find the ways when he asked how important supplements, fish oils, multivitamins are for recovery. Yeah. Uh, did a great job of answering that. I think he got all that he could handle and more. So <laughs> yeah. uh, very happy about that response. Marco Soriano asked, sounds like a middle fielder for the middle infielder for the uh, the Cubs or something. But uh, <laughs> he's a friend of mine. Uh, what are some good stretches for your lower back pre and post workout? Low back, pre, and post-workout. So if it's an issue, then stretch it. But if it's not, warm up with the movement. Okay. Um, Because when you stretch something that is like, if you think about it, powerlifting, the power movements, you don't want to be extremely flexible for it mm-hmm. because then you're not going to exert the same amount of force. So you're. I always tell people, I'm like, you are functional for your movement. That's why some things don't necessarily like – feel good when you move out of those movements okay so when you're training um that's another reason why i like conjugate because it does challenge you in different planes and it makes your body adapt but like for the typical person that's starting powerlifting they will do squat bench and deadlift squat bench and deadlift and they just Mm -hmm. keep doing that you will always get tight in the areas that will help produce those movements because you are becoming functional for that sport okay like you are becoming functional for squat benching and deadlifting Mm -hmm. and if you choose to do something different then your body will adapt otherwise um as far as the low back goes like you know i touched on it a little bit it's like it usually is weak for a purpose that like either it has overcompensated for a period of time and then the glutes and the, the quads had to take over and that's usually the person that will have like the slightly rounded back when they're slightly rounded or even worse like mm-hmm. the, the like the cat whatever what do, what do people are, yeah uh, like, <laughs> i always say it was dog about to poop <laughs> yeah that one. that that one is the like the worst yeah like the worst Poopy sumo dog, forms that, yeah yeah. yeah the yeah. worst the worst sumo forms i've seen is like oh that looks like apollo trying to take a number two on my lawn there <laughs> apollo is my dog by the way shout out apollo and i'm listening yeah. yeah so i look at people like that like the low back is weak um, I think because it's basically done overcompensating, mm-hmm. um, just to put it in simple terms, but I also have to say that your, your abdominals are probably not working as they should, because if your mm-hmm. back is overcompensating that much, you're not bracing per- correctly. Um, so another person I will shout out to is Chris Duffin, because he actually is the one that helped me understand and be able to cue even some of my clients i'm actually i think bane you you might have been one of them about like breathing techniques Mm -hmm. and how to like basically if you don't have someone like a therapist helping you then to cue yourself if you can place your, your hand on your lower abdominals and on your chest imagine pushing the air when you breathe in pushing it down into your lower abdominals and then expanding your chest 
to be as big as it can. And Mm -hmm. then you should be able to like maintain that brace even while breathing. Like most people can't grasp that concept. It's like if you were to just sit there and just like breathe in, you're like, you're bracing as if you have the belt on. If you are like, I'm bracing right now, but I'm able to, um, yeah, it's everyone's like, probably everybody listening. is just like, uh, a lot of heavy breathing going on. What's going on? (laughs) But like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're able to create that, God bless you guys. Um, it's like, if you're able to create that brace and breathe and like, you're having a conversation, then you have like a little more self-awareness. But it's the idea of, like, you're trying to expand all the way around. Even your back Mm -hmm. should expand. So I always tell people that when you have your belt on, you should not even be able to put any fingers into the back of the belt between you and your belt. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. I think we got a technique tip of the week, too. That kind of just knocked it out. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Makes sense. Because no matter where that belt is, because people wear it really high up towards their chest and they wear it really low, like, underneath their, their belly... Um, you know, it's like depending yeah. on, you know, depending on how big of a dude you are, right? Even like women, I've seen women wear their, their belts really high, depending on like, you know, how heavy they are. Um, and depending also on the lift, on their squats, they may wear it kind of middle of the abdominals. And then on their deadlift, they wear it really high. It just depends. Okay. Like it's really on preference. But what should not change is creating that brace all the way around. It's not just when people think belly breath, they tend to push forward on their belly. What they don't realize is their secondary breathing muscles and primary breathing muscles that are in the back as well that are wrapped all the way around. Your abdominals help engage um, that breathing technique, basically. So if you can expand your abdominals and expand your chest and you're um, creating that brace all the way around, nothing will move, nothing should move from your hips up no matter what lift you're doing, the deadlift or the squat. Um, Obviously, bench is different, but... The brace actually still applies to the bench as well. Okay. You still get that brace involved that you um, you don't move anything other than, obviously, your arms for, for the bench. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so low back tends to be the issue that people aren't bracing or breathing correctly. Okay. Um, obviously, like, you know, pre- and post-workout, though, like, if you're having, you know, if it's like a back pump or something, always do something for the antagonist muscle. Okay. So I, you know, you know, I trained earlier today and I was just like, man, my, my low back definitely felt fried because I was traveling this week. I was training and, you know, things like that. So I did a little bit of like, um, a little bit of abdominal exercises just to get it engaged. And then it like the back pump kind of went away mm-hmm. because if you can work the antagonist muscle, it kind of relieves the, uh, the job of what's aching you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I would recommend too is just, uh, if you're not just, you know, laying down on your back and breathing, um, you know, popping your legs up on against a wall or popping your, um, your feet up onto like a bench or something while you're laying on the ground just allows the blood flow and allows your low back to relax with your hips as well. So that's another thing you can do. Um, I'm not, so I'm kind of back and forth between stretching though. Like I, I, I think there's a time and place for stretching, but I think people tend to overdo it. Okay. Um, I think it's, I, you know, I'm just going to say this, like, if it works for you, just do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think Bane see my stretching technique. I think maybe one day you would tell me if I'm just doing something. Cause now my mind is like, Oh, you got to do that now. Cause you're going to get anxiety <laughs> yeah. if you didn't. But, um, but I, I will, I'll piggyback on what you're saying is, you know, you, 
and you specifically, Angelo, but there are other listeners that are, are thinking about that right now. Like, oh gosh, how do I change my, how do I adapt, you know, to what she's saying or what should I change in my routine? If you are not injuring yourself and you're still seeing progress, I wouldn't change your routine too much. You may yes. take some of the information because there, here's like, there's a lot of information in the, in the 90 minutes that we're going to have this podcast. Um, it's going to take a while for everybody to, to digest it. So don't, completely overhaul your whole program because yeah. you have yeah, one of the don't. most knowledgeable and Because then you will be seeing me. <laughs> exactly. Which, in that case, no, overhaul your whole program, go see Janelle. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get a class. But, but no, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Is, you know, take the little nuggets, and if you see a place where you can adjust, and, and that nugget can provide value to your training, yes, do yeah. it. But do not overhaul your whole program because you listen to one podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put that out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And we, yeah, we off, we often tell our viewers to take everything with a grain of salt. But, uh, yeah, thank you for Marco Soriano for the question. I loved it. Uh, Deadlift yep. Frankenstein, our good friend, recommendations for active recovery for us older lifters. And by us or older lifters, meaning Bane and him, not exactly <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, it's, he's waving at me, people. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Bane, you're so, so nice. friendly. <laughs> All right, so was it like not being married, little guy? It's okay. Um, I save so much money; and it's incredible. That's that's fair. That's, that's a fair call up. Like no kids. Like I pretty much yeah, have four. zero people to worry about. It's great. Yeah, but, four uh, kids, three cats, and a wife. Yeah, oh, jeez, man! Uh, way to talk me off of getting married. Sorry, sorry, uh, girlfriend. There. Bane convinced me otherwise. All right, so Della Frankenstein, uh, recovery for older lifters and people who are active into the sport. So is there um, any – you would take a different approach to that or – I think – so in terms of older lifters, there's – I mean, I, I can't just pinpoint one thing because by the point – by the time – a relatively quote-unquote older lifter will come see me it is like years and years into powerlifting and they've already done a lot of damage to their body okay <laughs> so it's like oh, i've had you know three sh- shoulder surgeries and two replaced knees and i'm sitting there like what body part hasn't been replaced like you know what i mean like i'm just sitting there like i don't know uh, I, I will eventually get to a point that i'm like there is a method that i can work with them and massage their body so that they get the response they need for to continue lifting and to get the mobility that they need um but i think with older lifters they can't stick to their old routine um, okay so like they know what they know and uh what i mean by that is like you talk to um like Ed Cohen and Ernie Louis Ridge Sr., like they are phenomenal coaches. They have a way of coaching, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and most part, like they're open minded to other modal, other methods and things like that. And, but they're also, I think Ed Cohen had his hip replaced recently. Not recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then almost two years ago now. Yeah. And then like Ernie Sr. is, um, you know, he's had multiple surgeries as well. And it's just like you, you beat your body up when you're in the sport for that long. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, they're still incredibly intelligent men when it comes down to training and everything like that. It's just, I think, you know, I, to me, nothing's ever too far gone unless you choose it to be to come back to something. But it's like, at what point are you going to give your body that, like, give it the grace that it needs to mm-hmm. relax and to recover completely um, and obviously like surgery is that point for most people where they actually have to take the step back and stuff. But for, as far as active recovery, like I think doing something outside of lifting, regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, swimming or, um, hiking, walking, anything like that. Um, I'm thinking simple because 
if they're oh, like, you're recommending cardio, and I certainly can't stand behind that. <laughs> <laughs> that moving thing is uh, rough. Okay, yeah. I well, think baseball is a secondary that. sport for a reason. I just sit there at second yeah. base, and like, the ball is eventually going to be hit to me. I don't feel like running for it though. Right. <laughs> you just watch fly yeah, by. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think active recovery is it's going to be uh, individualized. Um, I'm obviously going to always be an advocate for body work if that's something that you can invest in because mm-hmm. if you're investing in yourself, that's the best thing you can invest in. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I I have my opinions, and, like, you can train differently. You have other things to train in. So, like, I'll, I've seen a lot of older guys go from powerlifting to strongman because strongman is something that allows them to do the conditioning that they could use but still um, – still focus on lifting in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. So it's just like anything that's going to take you outside of your normal plane, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like I look at on a neurological standpoint, um, you do something repetitively for a long period of time. That's all your, that's all your brain and body is going to know. And then why do you think that the moment you go to reach for something that's on the ground and you pull your back out? Yeah. You know, it's just like, because mm-hmm. suddenly you did a movement that your body, your body just wasn't ready for. Okay. Um, so, like, the thing that I always tell people is, you know, like, you take the the older gentleman that's, you know, retired at 60, 65, whatever the retirement age is nowadays, but um, he's been a 9-to-5 worker for however many years of his life. Mm-hmm. Like, however, Yeah, however many years. And then all of a sudden he retires, and three months later he has a heart attack or a stroke. And mm-hmm. why does that happen is because your brain knows certain movements and certain patterns and certain routines for that long of a time, all it's doing is feeding that part of the brain, right? The nutrients are going to what it needs to know. Then all of a sudden you do something outside of that realm and that part of the brain is not getting what it needs. And all of a sudden it's just going to pop and that's where a stroke happens. Hmm. So it's like the people, so it's funny when you talk to um, even like Baldino, he's like, I already know what's going to happen to me when I retire. Like, because you can, it's basically like premeditated when you are, it's like you can be set in stone and love what you do for work. Um, Actually, the unfortunate uh, loss of one of my audiologists, um, because I'm hard of hearing and I have hearing aids, so I uh, went to my audiologist, um, Linda and Rich, uh, for my whole time so far, and it's I've got them when I was nine, ten years old. So, um, yeah, I mean, Rich and Linda had retired, and literally I saw them before I left for Sweden, and it was like three days after I got engaged, and I saw on social media that Rich had passed away, and I was just like, I couldn't imagine why, because he was healthy, you know, things like that, but they had done the same job for however many years until they sold their company and rich um ended up passing away because of a heart attack Mm. and it was just like one of those things that like you have to put it into perspective like you want to live long not just in life but in the sport you need to do something outside of the sport Mm. so it's really like that's made a huge impact on me and that's why i do highland games that's why i do mass wrestling because I don't want to just know powerlifting. I don't okay. want my body to just know powerlifting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, really, that's... I can tell, yeah, like, I'm looking at you, you're just like, 
Whoa. <laughs> the, the mouse, you see the mouse on the wheel, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, easy it, no, it's like, so oh, easy man. to tell what I'm thinking. But, uh, <laughs> so you know I don't have many thoughts that go through my brain, or it's like, oh, he's actually thinking for once. That's cool. But, um... So, so great, now you're going to give him a stroke. Yeah. You know? Yeah, now, <laughs> now I'm just going to pick up a bunch of hobbies and try to... But, you know, it may, it, I never thought of it in that way. I just picked up basket weaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll pick up something that maybe makes me more useful around the house or something where my mom doesn't want to kill me, my girlfriend doesn't want to kill me. But, uh, but yeah, I, I never really thought about it that way, and it's it actually makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's why, yeah, you kind of I mean, got it, that like, It's an unfortunate moment. loss because people tend to lose... Uh, loved ones the moment they retire and now yeah. it's like now you can prevent that mm-hmm. but a lot of times it, it is too late okay, yeah. so but yeah I don't mean to be I all like that, solemn about it but no <laughs> no it, it's a great point and to, to summarize it I think and again I'm gonna break it down very simply because I'm a simple guy is it's just awareness mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of what you just went into is really just being aware that um that you are older, and there mm-hmm. is, you know, we, we are here for a finite, you know, piece of time. And so uh, recognizing that you need to open up and, and, and explore and adapt. Uh, I think a great example of this is Barzim Vaziri. What has he started doing? He's yeah. posted all over social media. Yep. Is he does mountain biking, outdoor biking. He has yep. a custom bike. I can only imagine what it costs to outfit that yeah. to support him. <laughs> but he goes out on the trails and he rides. Yep. And, you know, he and his whole thought process behind that is – he wants to be able to see his daughter grow up. Yes, he still wants to be able to bench a thousand pounds, but he wants to see his daughter grow up. And yeah. so mm-hmm. he's he's already thinking about that in his early thirties. And I know in, in this case, Chris, uh, Deadlift Frankenstein, you know, you're a little past that, but it's still not too late to start thinking about that and start to weave those things into your training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, and he does uh, he does he he cycles too, I believe. He Chris. does, yes, yeah. Yes. And yeah. he, you know, he, and he, you know, but bicycles, not cycles. Yeah. Cycle, <laughs> yeah, beefy yeah. clay too. But uh, and, and you know, and I know he also has that kind of music thing too. He loves doing. So, he does. He does. Yeah, he he's, he's, he's a reporter too, and he's very active. Yeah, he's, he's active as hell. It makes me yeah. think. It, yeah, it makes me feel like a piece of crap whenever he talks. Like, yeah, I play the guitar, I power lift, and I bicycle. So what do you say, bicycle? He bicycles a lot. So, um, so it, so he's 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 on the right track, but I think mm-hmm. at the end it's just that being aware that yeah. um, we are not immortal, and, yeah. and, that's, yeah. and that we just have to yeah. expand expand what it is we're doing. You can't. You, there is a time to be focused and be unbalanced when it comes to that kind of uh, hyper growth curve and in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. We all kind of see that when we first start, and you know, strength's going up really really fast. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to have to branch out and do some other things. I yeah. always I always tell people that like the only routine I have in my days is having a cup of coffee in the morning and everything else is there's no and pattern. walking the dog uh, uh, nice. yeah well depends on yeah. if she rolls out of bed with me or not that's fair yeah that's my fair. dog karma is a six-year-old pit bull mix and she's my baby so oh nice yeah. she is adorable <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah but i like that only routines is having a cup of coffee in the morning yeah that's i mean i i probably go against all like ceos and successful people but like i i just have never been a person that could get a routine down. Mm-hmm. I don't think my attention span allows well, yeah, I'm actually kind of a yeah, like kind of a a creature of habit and mm-hmm. kind of a slave to habit because yeah. I'm really like yep. one of those people who kind of I wake up in the morning and I, I, especially in college, I was very particular about a lot of things too. Yeah, yeah so I wasn't. yeah, with yeah with training, with going the, like it had to be. 
it, uh, to a point where when I got out of it, I would kind of get that's where yeah, yeah, I got that whoa well moment where I kind of got into like a little mini depression, yeah, say like on summer break or something, yeah. or right after I was on student teaching mm-hmm. where I did nothing to do, yeah, and I was like, oh jeez, and like I don't know what exactly I think to do. The most strict schedule I've ever had was when I was in college and I had classes and I was doing figure competitions at the time, so uh-huh. I was dieting and training. Oh, that's and that's and cardio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then I got out of that. I was messed up. <laughs> like, and it was just yeah. then I, I just had to find myself outside of that. And I think we talked talked about like uh, post meet, like or uh, even like certain meets that you do. Like people in the Olympics kind of go through a m- uh, mini depression coming off of yeah. training their yeah. entire life for yeah. something, and now even if they won gold and broke records, like now it's yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Like now it's coming off of that. They go into mm-hmm. a uh, depression. It's. I'll definitely say this too. Like. I know we touched on so many things, but that just gives you insight on, like, what I have to deal with as as a body worker because I don't just work with someone's body. I work with their psyche. I work with their energy. I work with, you know, everything that's going on in their life because, again, I spend an hour to 90 minutes, if not longer, with each person. Like, you get to know a lot about them, mm-hmm. and you you start to I, – I've gained so much insight just because of my clients and how – I've applied what they do in life or what they don't do in life to, you know, what I need to do in my own. So it's just, it's a lot more to body work. You know, when you get a good therapist, um, and there's a lot out there, you just, you have to find them. Mm -hmm. Um, when you get a good therapist, it's not just body work that they work on. Yeah. hundred percent. Thousand percent. I I cannot even begin to elaborate on that. Um, we don't have enough time, but yes, uh, I, I found me a good one. Play that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, we are running out of time. We got about six minutes left. It was an extremely insightful episode. One, of, probably my favorite episode. I'm just gonna say it. Sorry uh-huh. to Mikey and Mitch who came on the show <laughs> and uh, the YouTube and just all the shows we did were. But I, it was one of my. Oh, <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's waving double waves actually this time. It was very nice of them. Yeah. But yeah, no, it I, was. Yeah, it was really great having you on the show. Yeah. Um. And we'll love to have you on some other time. That'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know, ninety minutes is not exactly that long yeah, to kind of I'm break totally into a lot that. of things. So, well, we have scratched the surface. There's yeah. so much more that we can talk about. And uh, as I said in, in the intro, uh, Janelle is so knowledgeable and uh, so amazing and willing to share, which I mm-hmm. think it speaks volumes to you. And, and yeah. thank you so much for for doing so, Janelle. So, um, no, I appreciate I know that. we're friends and everything, you. and so I'm always going to talk to you up, but. Uh, you, you know your stuff, and it's just it's awesome to to hear it. And uh, I again feel very stupid uh, sitting <laughs> next to you or across from you is here, but that's uh, that's okay. I, I can deal with being feeling dumb. So. Yeah, and again, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for coming on Two White Lights uh, this weekend coming up. Raw Power Challenge at Two XL. So, yeah. Bane, you're gonna still probably be in Florida, correct? Uh, I so I actually am training at Orlando Barbell uh, tomorrow with oh, nice. uh, with Christian Johnson, uh, amateur strongman. So very excited about that. And then uh, I'll be back in the evening, and then I might try to head out there Sunday. Okay, uh, cool. I might I might run into you Sunday then because I think that's when I I think more of the people I know are going to be the female competitors competing. Yeah, and I know I'm so excited. Yeah, Mitch is going to handle. Uh, I don't know if you met Taylor. Um, used to train at Brickhouse, but Mitch is handling some people, and I like yeah. to always support people from Brickhouse. To yeah, kind of uh, Mikey, Mikey's going to be there as well. So, mm-hmm. and Alec uh, is training Saturday too. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's going on right now. The deadlift only in Ben. So, two XL. If you guys are listening in the Lyle area, curious about powerlifting, see how meetings run. You get to see Eric Stone in action. He's great at running meets. Yeah, I love the guy. And 
awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I actually yeah. probably got Joe Atef in trouble today when I posted that flashback Friday, and everyone's like, how did you get red-lighted? And Eric was like, that was Joe Atef, by the way. <laughs> and just completely put him on blast. And so like, I, yeah, I, I have watched that video about 50 times now. You know what I think it is? But, when you push your hips forward on that video, the bar bounces just a little bit on your right side. I think that's what he red-lighted it for because uh, the end of the bar goes up and down. Uh, okay. Well, it's yeah, from so me- slight. It's so slight. Yeah, from like angles. That. I didn't know. I, I Politics. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I. It was just funny, like, when I posted that. I'm like, I probably look like such an idiot for looking at the thing, got the lifting, still kind of gave, like, a smirk and a snide <laughs> thing. Like, oh, you're going to you're gonna red light me? Yeah, all right, whatever. We, we and it was an all-time, up. like, PR. Yeah. I didn't even expect to hit it that day. Yeah, and I looked like funny. such a... a we always I can't say it on air, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had a total schmuck when I did that. But, yeah, it's two white lights, so it was appropriate. <laughs> and and uh, uh, big big stuff from Iceland this weekend. Thor is doing it. I meet. was about to mention yeah. that. we yes. Even oh, in God, different states, we're on different wavelengths. Or, or we're on the same wavelength here. Thor is yeah. going to be on the platform. So that's, that's going to be cool to see. And we, of course, have Matt Wallace to thank. He got him into powerlifting. Matt Wallace could say that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he got it's him into you, it. Uh, Look at look at his his latest post. He actually did comment on one of mm-hmm. Thor's videos, and Thor responded to him. That's pretty people, cool. Power, yeah, should I do a powerlifting meet? And telling him Matt Wallace, most important guy in powerlifting. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> yeah, because when yeah he did post it, and it was like, geez, damn, it's like you could kind of like always screenshot that of him getting into the powerlifting thing, and that's funny. You know, but yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's been kind of annoying, like being on powerlifting social media all day today and seeing like people trying to predict Thor's total but oh, it's just yeah sake. exactly just just, it yeah, you, you know what you're gonna do cool to see. see you're gonna walk out there take token lifts and walk back that's all <laughs> yeah. you're gonna do to mess with everybody yeah that would be great that would be a good heel yeah, move but um I don't know if he just swings a sword around only cause I'm a Game of Thrones oh my God. Yeah, fanboy if he just swings that around I'll be like yep yeah, cool <laughs> Or, or, he's, I, or he's gonna get red lighted on his third deadlift and he's gonna crush. Yeah, and he's just gonna <laughs> smash the guy's skull in. I would, I would pay to see that. But, uh, and then run. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, like all right, we should probably get out of here. Away, I, I think, I would, I think I would be Tyrion Lannister in that situation based on my stature. So, um, yeah, so it's gonna be a big weekend. I would, I'm gonna try to make it out for Raw Power Challenge tomorrow and Sunday, but. And the good thing is in Yorktown Mall, so I get to do some Christmas shopping. That's pretty much a weekend for me is going to be yeah. Christmas shopping. Yeah. So, And then the podcast is going to drop uh, sometime next week. So next weekend as well, this, I'm going to be doing Christmas shopping again. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, it's going to be the next two weeks. But I'll be on winter break. Can't wait for that. Yeah. There you go. Yep. And I, get, yeah, and I get to, you know, come into the studio. And are you going to be in the studio next week? Uh, I will be, yes. Sweet. Yes. Fantastic. Big week next week. So. All right, cool. Uh, we'll try to we'll try to work out a guest then. Yes, yes. Janelle, thank you so much. It was awesome having you. I was so excited for the show. Just I am honored to be on here. here. It's been awesome. Thank you we're, so we're much. We're something else, aren't we? <laughs> All the bromance. <laughs> yes, it's legit. Yep. Yep, all right. So that was Two White Lights. Again, we'd like to thank Janelle for coming on. This is 88.9 FM Lyle on ESMRadio.net. I'm the co-host formerly known as Enzo. He said my name 6,000 times today, and it's also Angelo, for those wondering. Uh, yep. And with me is? At Bane316 and? And? Oh, I'm sorry, what? IG name? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, give a drop. I actually can't pronounce your IG name. I have to uh, spell it out. JC Vector LMT. Okay. Yeah. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.